Good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Davches in Maseches Sukkah. My uh, brother-in-law, Freud, Jason Freudenberger, Shlita, he's going through Shas three times. The first time, he did it like us. The second time, I think he did it with Tosfos. And now the third time, he's memorizing it with the Deer Shoe guys in Passaic. Um, Goldhar and those guys. So he knows, he can tell you what's on every daf and all that. So how's this, Freudenberger? Daf Vav, we learned Sukos, Sukos. The, how do we learn out the walls from the extra Vavs? Daf Zayin, yesterday we learned the dimension of the walls, right? Because it has to be Zayin, Tfachim is the minimum. The dimensions of the wall of Sukkah. And today, Daf Ches, Cheshbon. As Garanowitz said, math. Let's um, bring out your protractors because this is geometry today. Fascinating geometry as follows. Eight lines up from the bottom of Zionum Bais. So, we said like this. We, we, we brought up, right, the idea of a sukkah that it's an interesting thing. Did you notice? Acherim omrim sukkah zavios. It's an interesting thing. Can you even have a round sukkah? So let's see. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, eight lines up from the bottom. You see that little circle in, uh, in your shas? Sukkah asuya kichivshan. Well, like an oven, but in those days the ovens were round. Uh, what's the difference between a shovach and a chivshan? Not that important. It's, the point is both of them are round. One of them might just be round on the top, might be a cylinder altogether. There's our first geometric reference. But be that as it may, we're talking about a round sukkah. So there is Rabbi Yochanan's shita. He does not hold that you can't have a round sukkah, right? So we have the perspective. We were talking about the number of walls. A circle has no walls. I mean, has one wall. It doesn't have distinct right angle walls, right? It doesn't have corners. But it has enough space. So is such a sukkah, first of all, kosher altogether? So Yochanan says, yes, you can have such a sukkah. Round sukkah is fine, which presumably would mean that any shape is fine, right? Tri- whatever we're going to say for the circle, maybe we'd be able to apply it to triangle or octagon, right? But the circle is the one that's uh, going to be our test case here because it does not have any corners whatsoever. Well, this is exactly the topic of our discussion. Rabbi Yochanan says, if you're going to have a round sukkah, it better be the size of the perimeter, where the perimeter, the circumference, is 24 amas. Why am I saying 24 amas? Because he says, if you can have enough space to put 24 people, b'nei adam, human beings, around its perimeter, then it's big enough. So on the surface, what is this going to mean? Well, we're going to see. First of all, it, we could say it outside, which is to say like this. We assume we're going to see that a width of a person, and this is not just for sukkahs, by the way. It's not the first time we've assumed this. For the size of a mikvah, right? For, for when we already mentioned this, how do we arrive at the size of a mikvah? How do we arrive at different halachos? We assume that a human being, average human being, is like a ama. Is basically shaped like a cylinder, okay? That is an ama in diameter and three amas tall. So this cylinder is an ama in diameter, 
three almas tall. So if you put 24 human beings side by side, you're going to get 24 almas, technically. Okay? Now, the question is, we have what? The minimum dimensions of a sukkah, we already said, were zayin by zayin tfachim. Well, that's not, that's way, way smaller than 24 amas. So let's say Rabbi Yochanan's shita was based on the fact that, okay, we don't have walls, but if we were able to inscribe a square sukkah inside the circle, right, then maybe that sukkah, if you put a circle around it, would require 24 amas. That's where the Gemara gets into the math. So the first thing the Gemara points out is as follows. Keman, says the Gemara. Kerebi. It would have to be like Rebbe. Why? Because we learned yesterday, the Amar, Rebbe's shita is, kol sukkah she'en ba'arba amos al-arba amos psula. We don't hold like Rebbe, by the way. Right? Rebbe was one of the shitas we just mentioned towards the end of yesterday that holds that the sukkah should be like a diras keva. And we assumed so because he needs it to be dalad amos by dalad amos. Now, Dalad Amos by Dalad Amos, as we mentioned yesterday, that could be um, perhaps for Adira, right? When we were talking about Erevin, in order to be considered an actual residence, perhaps that would be required for a residence. We know that we don't hold that for a sukkah. Sukkah can, la halacha for us, can only contain one person and it's big enough. But Rebbe, at the very least, in order to come up with this giant 24 Amos perimeter, right, the starting point is going to be that maybe, maybe that would be true, that if Rabbi Yochanan held like Rabbi, who holds a much bigger sukkah is required, and that is al-arba amos. Now, for those of you doing math at home, if you have a square sukkah that has each wall being four amos, you're going to get a 16 amma perimeter. Does a 16 amma perimeter of a square sukkah, if you were to circumscribe a circle around it, does that equal... 24 amos, as Rabbi Yochanan suggests, so let's see. Mechdi, says the Gemara, let's see. Gavra be'amsa Yosef. So as we mentioned, the width of a human being is going to be an ama. Kol tefach. And it is known. This is what's called Gemara Pai, right? It is known that anything that, well, they say backwards, anything that has a diameter of one has a circumference of three. The way the Gemara says it is, anything that has a circumference of three has a diameter of one. But you know what I mean. In math, it works both ways. So, one to three. What is actual pi? So actual pi is what? 3.14, and then it goes on to infinity, right? It's not a rational, it's not an actual rational number. It's a number that goes on forever. But, right, Rashi points out, this is the last Rashi on Zion and Bayes, the Kaimalan, it's an Ervin Dafiv Gimel base, Kol Igul Shieshba Kefa Gimel Tvachim Ishbrachot Tefach. And they quote it from Brechas Shlomo Hamelech. Brechas Shlomo Hamelech has an interesting vart. It says, we're going to get a Gurano, it's Muslim moment, Gurano, it's to get yourself emotionally prepared. It, it has a reference to the fact that it's so wide, uh, it's, it's wide, um, and then it says, like 10, whatever wide, and then it has around it 30, uh, and, and, and even though it's 10 wide, it has 30 amos around it. Something like that for the Breka Shlomo Melech. We brought that up in Erevin, and we see 1 to 3. I, we know that it's not 1 to 3. It's 1 to 3.14, etc. So is, were, were Chazal, did Chazal care about that or not? 
So the Gra points out that if you do, there's a Kriyuksiv by Brecha Shlomamelch. We have to uh, finish. We have a very uh, neat ending point on Chesam and Beis. So we kind of like really shooting for those two dots. But to make a long story short, if you look, if you factor in the Kri and the Ksiv and the ratio of the Kri and the Ksiv of Brecha Shlomamelch, the Gra points out there is a way to get to Pi almost exactly to like 10 decimal points. And it is alluded to in the Torah. Oh. So you look at that and you'll say, the Torah knew, the Torah knew pi. Yes, we could say that. Based on the Gra and based on the Kriyuk Siv, you can say that. But here's the beautiful thing. This is what Rabari Elibowitz, the great Tafiomi master, points out. It's okay. It's okay to go one to three. All right, so it's 3.14. But that's okay. Um, we're, we're going to say that the Torah, right, EF Charlotte Samsem, and the Torah is going to be more relaxed, as we're going to see. There's also Pythagorean theorem we're going to get to. When the, the theorem of Pythagoras is A squared plus B squared equals C squared, which in plain terms, which is what the Gemara used, means that if you have a square sukkah and the side of the, each wall is one ama, then the, what we'll call the hypotenuse, the diagonal from one corner of the sukkah to the other, mathematically, the Gemara is going to call that 1.4. Well, the truth is that the diagonal would really be like 1.41 dot, dot, dot. So again, it's close. It's close. So says Rabari Leibowitz, we're saying, don't be so uptight. Yes, we have this idea of being medakdek b'mitzvos, certainly, certainly, in Lashon Hara, right? Medakdek fundamentally in mitzvos. But when it comes to measurements, uh, we have Barry here as a yucky, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's good to be a yucky, certainly. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. But, yeah, but not at the expense of, you know, trying to uh, get caught up in minutia, minutia details. It's a way of Ari Leibowitz saying that Chazal's may have been aware of 3.14, dot, 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 but they, we are allowing ourselves to say the ratio of one to three for the sake of efficiency. You know, certain, certain, uh, certain assumptions you are allowed to make um, as long as it's close. We're going to see in the Gemara. If you say, oh, that's close enough and it's really not close at all, so then we're going to tighten that up. But uh, there are certain uh, numbers where it's so close that we allow it. It's just an interesting approach to say that maybe Chazal were not so uptight when it came to this thing. Medaktik by mitzvahs, yes. But with the, with the very, very nitty-gritty details, one way of approaching these, right, um, the, these Gemara measurements of the, uh, of the 3 versus 3.14 and the 1.4 versus 1.141 is to just say that that is close enough. Okay, so interestingly enough, it's like this. So we've established that pi in our Gemara is going to be 1 to 3 ratio. Well, says the Gemara, uh, last words, on Zion of Beis. If it's going to be a one to three ratio, then watch this. Betraysar Sagi. It should be enough to have a circumference of 12 people. Really, a circumference of 12 people, right? Because what? The diameter, right? There should be enough. But the diameter is what? We said four ama by four ama. So it should be enough to be 12 people. If it's four, if it's four ama by four ama, so then four times three is 12. Okay, so says the Gemara, Chesam Aleph. Here we go. Hani mili be'igula. 
right? Aval biribua bayat So, what it's saying over here is like this, that if, right, the sukkah with the circumference of 12 amos is not going to be good for the four amos square sukkah, because that's only true if you do the circle inscribed in the square, right? But if we have a square and the perimeter of that square is certainly going to be 16, right? So the perimeter of a four by four sukkah, which we're going to assume that we're going to use the sukkah of Rebbe, that's a four by four sukkah is the minimum, right? If the round sukkah has to be around the square sukkah, then we're going to need more than 12 amas, right? We're going to have to put the circle around the square, okay? So still, the math doesn't work out. Mechdi, it's going to get closer, but not close enough. Kama First of all, how much is the square greater than the circle or revia? So this is also a little bit imprecise, but it's close, that it's assumed that the circumference of a square is like an extra quarter, right, um, more than that of the circle. So then we say, if so, then 16 amas should be enough for the sukkah. Let's see Rashi. It's a Mishnah, right? This is an interesting Rashi that Birnbaum would love. He says, just look. Just look and check. Right? He's saying like this, that just look and you'll see that if you take a string, right? You're going to see Tosos down there in a second. Um, but if you take a string, and that's how they used to have to do it, right? The, the way they were trying to figure out what the area or the circumference was, is with strings. So take a string. Put it around, right, a cylinder, and you'll see that the same, right, if a cylinder fits exactly, perfectly, right, inside a square, so then you'll need a, a string that's three amas long in order to wrap it around the cylinder, because it's narrower than the square, and you'll need a string that's four amas long in order to wrap it around the circumference of the square. So to wrap it around the circle, you'll need three. Wrap it around the square, you'll need four. And so you see that it's 33, right? It's one third more, which is another way of saying the Gemara does this all the time, right? With Chomesh and with all these, uh, whenever the Gemara does it, when it says uh, Revia, it means uh, basically that the um, circle circumference is going to be 75% of the square circumference which is to say that the, that the square circumference is really, right, it represents what we call the, uh, what? The perimeter of the square. Yeah, the perimeter of the, yeah, perimeter or circumference of the square is going to be, um, right, that extra quarter, right, that extra 25, but it's really an extra third, right, to comprise. But if you were dealing with, like, quarters on the dollar, it would be 75 cents uh, worth of string for the circle, Perimeter and a dollar for the square perimeter. Anyway, fine. So this is what Rashi is saying. He's saying we're doing this empirically. This is what Chazal. This is what we always say about Chazal. If they had a microscope and they had a computer and they had all this, they certainly would use it, right? They're trying to use empirical evidence to figure out how do Rabbi Yochanan arrive at at a 
right, perimeter of 24 amos. Okay. Now, for the sukkah, it would be 16. So now the Gemara says like this. Honey, mealy be eagle, denafik, migu, ribua. So all of that which we said, which where the perimeter of the square is going to be a quarter, what we call a quarter more, but really it's three, uh, one third more than the perimeter of a circle, that's when this circle is inscribed in the square. But that's not what, what Rabbi Yochanan is asking to do. This is where we suggest that Rabbi Yochanan is going to have the circle around the square. Well, that certainly is going to need more. Because why? Because the protrusion of the corners that, of the square that now have to be contained in the circle. Right? So you look at the figure in Chesamet Aleph and you see a circle inscribed in a square on top and a circle circumscribed around a square below. Okay. So let's see. Would that equal 24? So Mechdi says the Gemara. Let's see. Kol Amsa Biribua. Every ama inside of the square is going to be amsa utre chumsha balachsona. There's Pythagoras. Which means every, for every ama, which is for the side of the square, the hypotenuse, the alachsona. The alachsona is the diagonal, right? But we call the hypotenuse, which is from one corner of the square to the other, is going to be 1.4. Amsa utre chumsha, one and two fifths, otherwise known in 1.4. Okay. So what we're do, what are we doing now? We're determining the diameter of the square, of the circle, rather, right? Right? Because we know that the circumference of a circle is pi d, otherwise known as the diameter, right, times three in the Gemara. So you're going to have, a, so if you have a, uh, a sukkah with a four ama wall, you're going to get a hypotenuse, a diagonal of, right, Four times one point four. What what does that come out to? Four times one point four is like five and two fifths and five and three fifths rather. Four times one point four is like five point six. Okay, um, so five point six. You take that and you so again you're taking the four and you're multiplying it by the Gemara's Pythagoras theory. And by 1.4, you get 5.6. Then you take the 5.6, which is the diagonal of the square. That diagonal of the square meets the circle that is circumscribed around it and thus becomes the diameter of said circle. Now you take the diameter of the circle and you multiply it by the Gemara pi of 3. 5.6 times, times 3 is 16.8. Uh, right? So what we determined is that according to the Gemara, a circle inside a square, maybe that would be 12, because we have a different math for that. Uh, that's just, we approximate that those corners are going to add a, a, what they call a corner. But a square inside a circle, if the square is a four by four ama, right, sukkah, the circle has to be 16.8 amas, but not 24. How does the Gemara say 16.8? As follows. So again, call Amsa Biribua, Amsa Trechum Shabalachsona, Pythagoras. We're going to say every wall of the sukkah, if it's four, then the hypotenuse, the diagonal is 1.4, which means that for a four by four sukkah, it's 5.6. And then, Bishivsar Nechei Chumshe Sagya. Shivsar Nechei Chumshe is another way of saying 17 minus a fifth. 
What's 17 minus a fifth? 16 and four fifths. What's 16 and four fifths? 16.8. So now we know how we arrived at 16.8. It's four times 1.4 times three equals 16.8. Well, 16.8 is much smaller than 24. Why would Rabbi Yochanan insist on a 24 ama circumference of a uh, circular sukkah when 16.8 would be enough to enclose Rebbe's 4 by 4 sukkah in it. So the Gemara answers, low dock. Yochanan was imprecise. You know, he figured, if you're already going to make it a circular sukkah, make it nice and big. He didn't have, he didn't, he didn't get, he, he, he was not uptight. You know what I mean? So let's make it, make it a little bit bigger, 24. Rashi, low dock. Rav Yochanan mm-hmm. He wasn't so, you know, meduyuk in his words to be mitzamsim. But Omar tfei the chol kamadav yigadol tfei adifa. He just said twenty four because hey, the bigger the better. Literally, literally, the bigger the better. <laughs> wow, says the Gemara. Emor darmin and lo dak purta. When do you say he wasn't imprecise? When it's like close and the difference is small. Purta tuva miarmin and lo dak. Does that really mean imprecise, right? If I tell Andrew, I'll see you at 5.35. So if I show up at 5.36, 5.37, okay, it's still in the ballpark. Show up at like 6.15, you're going to say, well, I, I, I was a little imprecise. That's not imprecise. That's not even in the ballpark. 16.8 to 24? Are you kidding me? So I'm going to mark Kashisha of Chisalarvashi. So we have to we have to uh, reverse engineer Rabbi Yochanan here. He said twenty four. So how are you going to how are you going to uh, resolve this huge gap between sixteen point eight and twenty four? So Markashisha, the son of Rav Chista, had the following chap. He said. Why don't you say like this? Remember, Yochanan didn't say 24 amas. He said 24 dudes, right? So maybe the answer is that a dude isn't an ama wide, but two-thirds. Do we really think that an average man takes up the full ama in width? No. It's three dudes for two amas, which is to say every dude is taking up two-thirds of width. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, do the math. Two-thirds of 24 is 16. Well, 16 is really close. 16 is, you could say, you could see how 16 and 16.8 is not that far. Again, you can have a Shiloh. Achronim uh, discussed this, or Barry Lewitz points it out, right? We already use an Amma by three Ammas for every other measurement of a human being. So why are we doing two-thirds here? That's a good question. Well, maybe because they're sitting, they said, and they're sitting side to side, so they're willing to squish. Right, as opposed to, okay, you can, you can go around it, but it doesn't help because that's just in the Havamina. We're going to knock this out anyway. Why so? Like this. Gemara says, So let's say you say that each person is two-thirds wide. Shitsar. So you end up with two-thirds of 24, which is 16. Aha. So, Anan, Shivsar, Gvei Chumshabinan. Right, Nechei Chumshabinan. We said that it's 16.8, otherwise known as 17 minus a fifth. So 16 and 16.8 is still not the same thing, but the Gemara says low dock. Well, this low dock makes some sense, right? Because it's 16.8 versus 16, same neighborhood, right? But the Gemara is not going to allow that 
imprecision. Why? Right? To say that he wants it, that, to estimate it bigger, you could say, well, let's just make it a little bit bigger because bigger is better. Certainly, there is no shear. We do have a shear, obviously, the first mission on sukkah of how high the sukkah could be, Arai versus Kevab, etc., etc. However, for the size of, right, the actual size of how many people you could seat in the sukkah, there is no shear that we are aware of, right? The bigger, the better. And so certainly it would be safe for Biochanan to say, oh, you know what, you're making it a circular, let's not get too nuts with the geometry. If you're not going to have a square sukkah where we could tell you exactly the size, just make it bigger. And then you could do any shape you want. That makes sense. And there you don't have to be precise. But to make it smaller, then you're not Yotze. Sukkah less than Dalad by Dalad, according to Rebbe, is Pasal Sukkah. That's a Pasal Daraisa then you're not Yotze Sukkah at all. You can't be relaxed in that direction. Uh, so we're learning life lesson, Goranowitz. It's good to be relaxed, but relaxed in the direction of more expansive, more generous, more towards Avodah Hashem, right? There, we don't have to be medactic to say stop here, right? You could always learn a little, a few more, more minutes, a few, right? You could always do more tzedak or more chesed, but to, to, to say, oh, you know, to stop short, that we're not gonna do, even if it's the difference between 16 and 16.8, in that direction, it's the difference between you being Yosei and not being Yosei. So even as small as the difference was, even if it's 16.7, it could be that you're not Yosei at all. There's certainly going to be Medakdek. Okay. So therefore, the two-thirds uh, shot of Ravchista's son, we're going to knock that out and give another possibility as follows. Let's go back to our usual understanding, which is that the human being has a diameter of one ama. For Rabbi Yochanan, mekom gavre lo chashiv. And Rabbi Yochanan did not measure the people inside the sukkah. What does that mean? As follows. What's the circumference? Tamne um, straight. 18. Right? 6 times 3. How do you get to 6 times 3? Because the way it works is like this. Let's say you put 24 guys around the sukkah. So now what we're saying is that the 24 guys are the ones that are, that are being used as the measurement. Okay. So if you have 24 guys around the sukkah, how do we arrive at 24? We said like this, 24 guys, including the guys. So if you look at 24 guys around a circle, you're going to see that you're going to have a diameter of eight. Right? Diameter of 8 times the Gemara's pi of 3 is the 24 ama right perimeter. However, in that diameter of 8 is included one guy on each side. Each guy being the width of an ama, which means, right, that if you want to do the measurement of the inside of the 24 guys, you're going to get not 8 diameter, but reduce it by one ama from each side, which is to say two amas, and now the diameter, the internal diameter, in other words, if you get 24 guys around a circle, then the outside diameter is going to be eight if you measure from the end of one guy to the end of the other, and the internal diameter, if you measure from the inside of one guy to the inside of the other, is going to be exactly two amas less, which is six. When you have a diameter of six, you apply the 
Gemara pi to that, and you end up with a perimeter not of 24, but 6 times 3 is 18. So that is a suggestion that Rav Asi said to Rav Ashi, that Rav Yochanan mekom gavrei lo chashiv. Interesting, interesting. Um, I'm not going to get into why, why, because it's impossible, right? In other words, technically speaking, <laughs> right, Technically speaking, right, the amas are actually where, where the circle is touching. It's going, it's bisecting every one of the circles. But that's impossible to measure. You're not going to stick a, a string through the human being. So you can only measure the guys either on the outside of the guys or the inside of the guys. You're not going to measure through the guys. That's all I'm saying. Where, where it's, what I'm saying is where it's exactly, where it's, ex, where it's exactly 24 ama, if each guy was exactly an ama wide, is really through the middle of all the circles. Right? But we're saying that the 24 ama is on the outside of the circle. So let's leave that alone. You're saying to get it to the 5.6, you have to, you have to put the string inside. Yes. <laughs> okay. But we're, we're leaving that alone. That's the Yaki side. Because it's not practical to measure it that way. If you're using a string. Barry is buying, yeah. Barry, uh, don't buy a spear to stick through uh, 24 guys. Okay. So... Uh, it's fine. So we arrived at 18 because we're not measuring the outside, the external of the guys. We're measure, measuring the internal. Okay, so that's how we arrived at 18. However, but which we already described as 16.8, that should be enough. So we're, for, so, 18. So the Gemara says, Hi, new Lodak. That actually works. Rivasi is onto something good here. Because. We could say this is low doc, 16.8 and 18 is close enough. And we could even say that it's l'chumra, right? Because it's going to be a little bit bigger. But the difference between 18 and 16.8, not too bad. So we can, we can buy this, this answer. Okay, that's explanation of Asi. Rabbanon de Kesari, this is a fascinating thing here. Whew, the rabbis of, Ke- of Caesarea, the Amrila Dayana de Kesari, some say it's the professors and the Dayanim of Caesarea. We'll see why. We're not going to necessarily pin this on the rabbis. Amri, they say, Igula de Nafik Miguribua Riva. Wow. First of all, this is not relevant to our current discussion yet, although it's, right, it's in, on the topic. In their math lecture, the first thing they mentioned was that a circle inscribed in a square has one quarter less the perimeter of the square. Fine. That was part one. That was the first semester. And then as we turn to Davbez, we're going to do the second semester. What else did they say, these rabbis and Dayanam of Kesaria? That ribua the nafik migoigula palga. Whoa. That the perimeter, again, of a circle inside a square is going to be a quarter less. But the perimeter of a square inside a circle is half the circumference of the circle. Whoa! Okay. Okay. The Gemara says, Velohi. Yeah, but that's crazy. That, that's not true at all. <laughs> okay, so let's first see. What was the suggestion? Again, the, the suggestion was that Maybe if a square, right, inside a circle is half, that means, right, when half it means that the circle around it is going to have to be 50% bigger. That's the suggestion. Okay. Well, if you have Rebbe's 
four by four sukkah, okay, and it's going to have a perimeter of 16, so then the circumference is going to have to be 50% bigger. So 16 divided by 2 is 8, and 8 added to 16 is 24. So the suggestion of the rabbis of Caesarea is that the perimeter of a circle, which is what Yochanan is trying to say, that is circumscribed around a square, is exactly 50% more, and in fact, 24, is exactly 50% more than 16. Bim! We get exact here. Problem is, like Gumar says, the math is way off. We just said that the math was way off because, because we said that it's 16.8. The perimeter is 16.8. It's not 24. So what are you talking about? Oh, so now this can become, how you understand this can be like almost hashkafic, right? And the way all the Rishonim break down, it's actually fascinating, is Tosfos says, the Rabbanan and the Dayanim, some people will take out the Rabbanan from here. Okay, sorry, I say it's just the Dayanim, because the Gayim don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they, they can make this mathematical mistake, but the Rabbanan would never make the mistake. That's one way to handle it. Another way to handle it is to take out Velohi. Some people say that Velohi, some, some Shitos are that the Velohi uh, isn't, is not there, and that the Rabbanon, in other words, if you're going to say that the Rabbanon of Caesarea said it, so you're going to take out the Velohi, but what they were, what were they talking about? Uh, I'll say it a little clearer. Rashi thinks we're talking about circumference. Okay? So if you're talking about circumference, the Havamina is so outlandish that even whether you're a Banan or you're Dayanim of Caesarea, it's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous Havamina. Velohi makes sense, right? This is what Rashi says. You do the math and it's way off. I, what was the Havamina? How could the Rabbanim Kesaria said it? Don't ask me. I wasn't there. You know what I mean? I don't know how they came about to it. But Rashi assumes that it's possible they would, they would make such an outlandish mistake that the, right, I mean, right, when you, you look at a square outside a circle, you only see a little corner sticking out. You look at a circle outside a square, you see like on all four sides, it's bulging out. It's like, whatever, the perimeter must be like 50% more. No, they were more sophisticated than that, says Tosfos. And therefore, Tosfos says, it's not talking about circumference, but it's talking about area. That's why you're seeing all those, see those strings? What is Tosfos doing? He's taking, look at that, you see where you have the circle, the triangle, and the rectangle? So what he does is he takes the circle, right, makes it out of concentric strings, then he opens up the concentric strings in the image on the right and turns it into, right, two triangles. And then he puts the triangles together to make a rectangle. And then he measures the rectangle because you, measure, you can measure the, the, the uh, right, the um, area of a rectangle by doing width times length. And that's how you measure the area of a circle. So that is a very crude way indeed, right? That's before you have pi r squared which is the actual way to measure the area of the circle, that's how you would do it. You would do it, right, empirically with strings. It's a very old school way of doing it. But be that as it may, uh, Tosus points out, and this is what that diagram with the square inside the square on a grid is pointing out, that certainly a, a square inside a square, as he demonstrated over there, if you put a square inside a square, you're certainly gonna get exactly half, right? The inside square is exactly half, because look, each one of the quadrants is bisected into two exactly, right, identical triangles. 
And so, and so you're doing exactly half when you inscribe a square inside a square. And then if you inscribe a circle inside that, that is how he's going to arrive at the 50% more. Not for now to do all the math, but suffice it to say, the suggestion of the Rabbanon of um, Caesarea, according to Tosfos, was not so outlandish, but they were talking about area. <laughs> okay. And then when the Gemara says, Velohi, so did they really mean Velohi? Did they mean we're not talking about area? Maybe we're talking about perimeter? Be that as it may, this last suggestion is discarded, right? Because, but we brought it up because of the empirical uh, suggestion of the Rabbanon of Caesarea. So you get, right, this dynamic of, is this rabbis? How empirical was it? What were they basing it on? Etc. But be that as it may, it would, I would like to think, right, we would like to think that both Rashi and Tosfos, with, were they to have, right, reliable empirical data, they would use that reliable empirical mathematical data to determine, right, what the proper circle could be. What we're trying to do is figure out a shita. So the suggestion of Rav Asi made a lot of sense. That if you're doing internal, then at least it would make some sense as to where did Rabbi Yochanan come up with the 24 men or 24 people circumference. If you do the internal circumference, the suggestion of Rav Asi is you'll come up with a diameter of six and Rebbe's four by four sukkah using that as a base, and then you'll have a circumference of 18. That makes more sense. Anyway, 18 is chai, and now we are at the uh, fortuitous mentioning chai at 6.13 a.m., and the world is back on its axis. The symmetry, Andrew, the symmetry on this geometry day is astounding. So we're two dots, two lines down on ches amid bez, ches amid bez, and we are continuing with a different thing. Okay, so there, that was the math, Goranowitz. You made it. You, you pass. We're giving you a diploma. Let's move on to the next thing. Amar Levi Mishum Rebbe Meir. Yotzrim What are Yotzrim? Potters. What are potters doing? They're making huts. And they used to have the following configuration. They used to make a hut inside a hut. They used to live on the internal hut. And the outer hut they used as a storefront. So now we're getting to Hilchah Sukkah here. Apnimius ain't a sukkah Interesting two nafkaminas. First of all, a sukkah inside a sukkah. Go to Neot Kedumim. You'll see this. Right? And you, you walk there and you go, we're going to be in Eretz Yisrael er, er, for Sukkot, Bezrat Hashem. I hope. We have to see what's going on at the border. But if we're going to hopefully go to, the, to, to Eretz Yisrael for Sukkot, you go to Neot Kedumim, you go on Tiyul, you see all the different Sukkot. So you have a Sukkot inside a Sukkot. The inner Sukkot, they're living in it. Therefore, they're Chayev in Mezuzah. You're living in it. The, but it's inside another Sukkot. So it's not going to be, you can't be Yotze Sukkot with it. Whereas the outer sukkah, the storefront, vechitona sukkah, it counts as a sukkah because that's the real sukkah. It's built with all the parameters that you need. Uptura mina mezuzah. But that sukkah doesn't need a mezuzah because you're not living in it. Mezuzah is determined, as we've mentioned, by chovas hadar, right? We have to be living in it. It has to be living quarters. This is more of a storefront. Says the Gemara. Wait a minute. When we discussed this in Erevin and in Shabbos, we said that the base shar does require mezuzah. It should need a mezuzah because we said that a outside gatehouse does require mezuzah. And so why does this outer sukkah storefront not require one? Because really this is not a permanent structure as opposed to a gatehouse which is a permanent structure, right? This outer one is not and therefore it has the double aspects of first of all being 
uh, right, an antechamber and also being not permanent, and therefore it does not require a uh, mezuzah. So now the Gemara, seven lines down, says, Taner Abanan, Sukkas Ganvach. We're going to get to the Sukkas Ganvach and the Sukkas Rakbash. Famous concept, as we'll see. What is Ganvach? It is a mnemonic. Ganvach, Sukkas Goyim, Sukkas Nashim, Sukkas Behemah, Sukkas Kusim. Sukkah Mikol Makom, says the Brisa. Right, this sounds like a list that's not PC. You're putting these four entities together. Women, non-Jews, behemoths, animals, and Kuthians, which is actually, as Tosus points out, at the very bottom, Tosus, Sukkas Kusim, we're going to assume that what is the common denominator between all of these four, using the math term here, it is that they are not, none of them are Chayev and Sukkah. Well, this, every time you're going to mention Kusim, you're going to have the discussion about whether, right, they were dubious converts, right? Converts of dubious intentions. Maybe they were gay or arias, they were just afraid of the uh, lions. So because of that, we don't know if they had good intentions, and so we don't know whether to treat them as actual uh, Jews or not. Okay, so this certainly, the concept of Sukkot Kanbach, because Kusim are involved, suggests that Kusim are treated as non-Jews for purposes of this discussion, fine. So what is this? This is a sukkah that is built specifically for people who are not chayiv in sukkah, right? For the Gaim, it's just an Airbnb that they enjoy in the summers. The Nashim used to weave in there and do whatever the activities in there. It was not built for sukkahs, right? It was built to store these other, right, entities that do not require it, okay? Or any other sukkah, what's the din? Can you use that, right? You have these structures, and you say, maybe we should use that for sukkahs, says the Brisa, Kshera, when it comes to this sukkah, we don't care the reason why you built it. We just care that you built it correctly. If you built it correctly and it's right, pro- properly covered, it's going to be kosher. Says the Gemara, my hilchasa. What is meant with kehilchasa? Right? You say, yeah, it has to be properly built. In what way do you mean properly built? In other words, yeah, all the parameters that we're going to use, Psal Yotze, the proper dimensions that we mentioned. Yeah, but what we mean here specifically is as follows. You may not have to build a sukkah, l'shem mitzvah sukkah, in order for your kasher, but you certainly have to build it l'shem tzel for coverage. That has to be at least a kavana, right? Like what we say in, uh, in Hilchas Shabbos. Do you have to have a kavana for the Pa'ula or the Maisa? The Maisa, this is Rabbi Safaris, right? In other words, you may not have to have kavana for the actual mitzvah implication, of what you're doing, but at the very least, you have to kavana for the maisa, the, uh, the pa'ula, I should say, the action of building a sukkah for shade. Okay. Now, what did the Bryson mean when it said sukkah mikol makom? Right? It said ganvach, right? Those entities. What's mikol makom adding? Says the Gemara. Sukkah mikol makom, I say sukkah's rakbash. To add on, also, this entity of sukkah's rakbash. What is that a mnemonic for? The Tanar Abanan. Sukkah's rakbash is sukkah's roim, sukkah's kayatzim, sukkah burgenin, sukkah shomri peros. Right? It's shepherds, fig watchers, city watchmen, right? Watchers of produce, of peros, a peros watcher. Ah, so what do these have in common? Well, all of these are presumed to be people, right? Uh, Jewish men who are chayiv in sukkah. However, I mean, have you ever seen a female fig watcher? Uh, however, they are only putting it up temporarily when they're out in the fields to protect them from shade. So they're putting it up to protect them from shade, but not to live in it, just to shade them in the, mean, in the meantime. So sukkah mikol makom kashera. Still, it's kosher. As long as it's covered 
right? According to the halacha. So here too, they're going to ask, "My kehilchasa? What do you mean, misukechas kehilchasa?" So Amar Chista Vusha Saul So what we learn here is that as long, and we're going to have to dig in a little bit more, but as long as you bring in the sukkah and you make it for the purpose of shade, then even if it's temporary, right? That's certainly it's a dear sri. But even if you put it up, right, with intention of putting it down. It's big chiddush, right? You put it up with intention of putting it down. It's going to be still, as long as it's still standing, right? And it was made for shade. And it has, of course, all the other parameters of sukkah, which we will discuss in uh, uh, at further, right? As long as it has those criteria, it's going to be okay, even though it was made to be put down. Keep it up for sukkah and it'll be kosher. And conversely, if people made it not, for the sake of mitzvah, certainly, but for even for the sake of just making it in order for people who are not mechoyev to be shaded from the sun, the, the, right, the chiddush is, as long as it's made for shade, it's going to be kosher. Now the Gemara spells out why the Brisa said this in order to account for both of those kulas as follows. According to this sukkah's, right, rakbash, why do we have to say sukkah mikol makom l'asui sukkah's ganbach? Right, so we have the Ganvach and the Rakbash. So it says the Gemara, Hi, the Tana, the Ganvach, Ali Malay Ganvach Mishum Dikvi. Right? In other words, the Tana, there was a Tana who taught, right, Ganvach, and there's a Tana who taught Rakbash. So the Ganvach Tana, right, he likes, he, he thinks that the Sukkas Ganvach is better. Why? Because it's Kvi, it is permanent. In other words, when the, let's say, the guy in Ganvach, Right, makes a sukkah, so he is doing what? He's making an Airbnb to be there all year long. And then he just, right, he takes rent when people come uh, and they rent it. And he's not taking it up and down. That's a property that's a rental and a timeshare all year long. So it's permanent. Okay. And therefore, the Mikol Malcolm of the Brisa is going to extend the kashos of a sukkah, even to the, the sukkah of the fig watcher, which is only temporary. The high tana de rakbash, and, right, the tana of the brysa that thought that rakbash was more, right, was a better structure, and therefore, the, when it says, right, that when it says mikol makom, it's including the ganbach, he thought that rakbash was better, alima le rakbash because that is made for fig watchers and fruit watchers and all kinds of shepherds, those, however, are Bnei Chiyuvah. Those are Jewish men. They're out in the fields and they have to make it because they have a Chiyuv of Sukkah. They have the mitzvah. And the reason why we have to say Mikol Makom is to include the Ganvach, which is a Sukkah that, albeit permanent, is not even made for people who have a Chiyuv. And therefore, each one of these Sukkahs, the Ganvach and the Rakbash, has a Kula and a Chumrah. We've learned them both today. We were introduced to those concepts. And now we know that both of them would be kosher as long as, right, as long as they were built, let's sail. Now, the next Mishnah, that, thus we conclude Ches Amid Beis Baruch Hashem. Next Mishnah test, we're going to talk about Sukkah Yeshena. And that's already going to get into another issue which is not yet discussed in our Brisa. It, a little bit of a coming attractions, right, at a certain point, we have to discuss when was this Sukkot Rakbash and Ganvach built, right? Has it been there for like 10 years and now we can convert it into Sukkah? At some point, 
do we have to say that this was built, even if not L'Shem Mitzvah Sukkah, at least L'Shem Tzel, that is what we're going to tackle, Bezat Hashem, tomorrow.